Put it there, boy, and we'll show these fascists what a couple of hillbillies can do. Uh, I mean, there's Jack Mormons that, you know, don't live their religion that well, but I'd say... I'd say more Mormon Jones Mormon a, a actual qualification, a classification of Mormon, or is that something the it Mormons actual, come up with to actual classification of Mormon? Oh, well, you're a Jack. Well, I mean, what do you mean actual? Though? I mean, is that fighting? It's a term. That's is understood. that fighting words? Hey, you're just a Jack Mormon. That that's. Uh, that would be. Some might take that as an insult. Uh, others would. Oh yeah, you got me there. I don't like the C note. I, I take it as an I insult. I have my coffee. Uh, I. I I have a beer every once in a while, yeah. I'm pretty jacky. Oh, I see. I understand. Would Mormons get into fisticuffs with each other? In your mind? Sure. Would that be more or less likely than uh, Gentiles? <laughs> <laughs> Do you say Gentiles? There's, there's some belligerent Mormons. Okay, because all the Mormons I ever met growing up were, like, super nice, and I can't imagine that they would ever fight right, somebody. Right, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, nah, there's... There's some hardcore Mormons. Okay. Um, HCM. <laughs> Man! Morning! Oh, good morning! Yeah, they're, uh... Well, and... and they're self-righteous about it, too. Religious people? Self-righteous? They got back in that punch, you know? I'm seeing a lot of memes making fun of the crucifixion right now. The crucifixion? Okay, so different things happen online... Like different things start I to hate happen. Crucifixion. We'll get we'll get back to that. Um, okay, so here's the one I noticed. Are we doing explicit today? Hell yeah. Okay, so I belong to some Facebook groups. One of them is the group where we give terrible advice to each other. So someone will ask a question, then everyone will give bad advice to that person. But it's it's funny. You know, I'm I'm short on cash. What should I do? Uh, buy a timeshare. You know, stuff like that. All right, yeah. Pretty innocuous. Okay. At some point in the last month, it changed, and the answer was to everything was, fuck your dad. <laughs> hey, have you... And then that went on for like a week, no matter what the question was. It could be like, uh, uh, should I buy this Camaro? I don't know. Fuck your dad and tell me. All the answers, okay? okay. Then it got nuanced, and it was like... Well, I, may I be so bold as to suggest possibly intercourse with your father? <laughs> so then minute. it got like that. It got, and people started to get academic with it. Okay. And that went on for a while. This is different people chiming in. Who knows how it starts? Yeah, okay. Okay, so now all of a sudden today, maybe yesterday I noticed this, a lot of memes about the crucifixion, different jokes. You know, I'm not going to do any of the jokes. But go, go ahead. I, I really am not going to. Okay, horrible, like that. All right. Horrible, horrible, horrible stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, a lot of stuff about getting nailed. Sure. A lot of stuff. Well, of course. You know, Jesus was hung, this kind of stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? That sounds stupid. Now, no one, no one decides to do this, or one person <laughs> does it, and one person's like, oh, that's funny, and they, they jump in. But this thing takes on a life of its own. The I'm only crucifixion joke I can think of is a visual. You know, so well, if you're if you're the Messiah and you know it, clap your hands. Oh, okay, is that why? He's up on the thing. Is that yeah, why? Yeah, it's <laughs> like you know what I mean. It's not uh, bad. <laughs> you know what's the, what's the difference between Jesus and a hooker? The look on their face when you're nailing them. <laughs> I mean, horrible, horrible. Do you know what I mean? Okay, that's. All right, but this but is out of the blue. This has happened, like in the last. Hey, so a lot of humor. Like is, forty-eight is, hours is edging to sick. You know, I mean, and, and that's so sometimes okay. But it's not near Easter. It's not. There's no point in any of this. <laughs> and for once, I have to say, I agree with the first lady. What did she say? The oh, go fuck back. is up with these Christmas decorations. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Christmas. I don't know what the exact quote was. Like, yeah, right. She, someone was telling her, "Look, you got to deal with the Christmas stuff," and she was like, "I'm dealing with the Christmas stuff. You know that. I don't give a fuck about Christmas." Um, that's a better uh, peek into her personality than we've ever seen before. I think so. <laughs> I think so. And and I totally agree with her. Well, just the decorations. It's it's like. We got, we all got it. Okay, Christmas, yes. Do, do the things have to be everywhere? You know what <laughs> well, I mean? Well, did you see her Christmas decorations, though? Hmm. I agree with her. I, I don't think it should be in there anyway. I mean... <laughs> it looked like Nightmare on Santa's Lane. I saw that. I saw that. I thought it was very classy. <laughs> Melania has great style. There's no denying that. 
I don't care. You know. <laughs> I don't care. So he's totally infected with the, the fake Chinese Democratic <laughs> hoax. So what... Are they injecting him with Clorox right now? What's happening? I already got moved to Walter Reed. Yeah, right. And he's been... His condition is worsening now. He's been moved to moderate. Oh, we might have a dead president in We may weeks. have a dead president. Yeah. You, usually you want to stay uh, mild is I what you want to do. I don't want him to die. I do not want him to get sick. I don't want this to happen. This needs to be decided in an election. Not, <laughs> not by some cruel twist of democratic hoax. Well, and then, then, then where are we? Look, the mess just gets messier. It's like it's a big mess. Now we dumped it on the floor. <laughs> you know? Now it's a mess for the stove and the floor. This is bad. This could get real bad here. Well, I might actually start praying. Oh, I started praying already. <laughs> Do not let this man die. <laughs> Fix this. What a, what a disaster. Um, a lot of lefties are gloating in my... I see that. Facebook. Yeah, thing. my Facebook thing is disgusting right now. <laughs> it's going to be worse on November 4th, believe me. Uh, you know? Well... So if we can get Biden elected by the 4th, I think he could die and it'll be okay. Because then it's just Pence as the acting president until January If 20th. you were going to have a memorial, you definitely want Pence standing there talking. You know what I mean? Not the other way around. <laughs> well, uh, one would be more entertaining and the other one would be less. But I am getting a little bit disgusted by left memeing and left commentary on Facebook. Okay, it really, this is really morbid when a man gets sick and his wife gets sick and that's a time to start making jokes about him and da-da-da-da. It seems like something the right would do, actually, a little bit. Doesn't that seem very rightish, kind of barbaric and inhumane in a way? Right, yes. Right. Yes, yes. Those you're, are characteristics we usually prescribe to the right. You're absolutely right, yeah. Empathy, right. not a strong suit on. Yeah, so I'm seeing a decided lack of empathy in a lot of these posts, okay? So are we to assume that empathy exists unless there's some justification to avoid it? Or are we wrong to be gloating like this? Or, right? Right. Yeah, I, you I got me. I don't know. I mean, if their parents didn't raise them, then it's kind of up to us to do it, right? Through our example. I think you come with the, your, your dollop of, of empathy. You, you, that was doled out at birth. So you have the total maximum empathy you're able to have. I think you can tweak it a little. You can tweak it a little. Yeah, but... Okay, so if you got terrorized as a kid, for example, you're probably going to be short on empathy later, possibly. If your mother's scared by an elephant, you might be Elephant Man. You might be Elephant Man. That makes no sense. But okay. <laughs> um, that was the story. But <clears throat> Well, then why are we upset with them about being so barbaric, then? Well, I can't, you understand I can't what that. I'm saying? I, can't, I, I think it's an interesting phenomenon, and I can't say that I'm that upset about it. But, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I, a little bit. I'm, come on, people. Look, if we're, I mean, if we're truly going to get angry about what they do, then we should probably try to avoid that behavior ourselves, right? Uh, as, an, as a policy, probably. You know, it, you know, you, you got to well, be able to... people are going to be people. People going to people. <laughs> people going to people. Yeah, and uh, so, and I honestly try not to, to judge that altogether too much. Yeah, but I you, mean, I do. I you've do, giggled. obviously. You've giggled about this. No. This hasn't made you unhappy. I can't say this made me unhappy, but... So you say lot. you've taken no special pleasure in this whatsoever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Well, well one, because uh, it could really throw a monkey wrench into things. Yeah, in a, in a situation that was already pretty well monkey wrenched. I don't have to care wrenched. about him personally to think, oh, fuck, you know. Right. Get well. What a mess. Yes. Yes. And it's not like it's June. I mean, we're, you know. Jill? It, June. It's not oh, like yeah, it's right. June or something. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, this it's is about to happen. A month away. It was less than a month away. Yeah. Or a month away. We're a month away. Yeah, a month away. Is this going to ruin Halloween? Good question. Well, that was already ruined. Okay. <clears throat> See, I thought this was going to be a heyday for Halloween. You know, because the masks. <laughs> you know what I mean? But when everybody's wearing Hmm. Everybody's a doctor for Halloween. And you can't go to anybody's house. 
Can't go to anybody's house. And you don't want that candy. I want it. You don't. Somebody handed it to you. Yeah, but you're not going to eat the wrapper. Yeah, but somebody had their hands on that wrap wrapper. Look at my bee sting. I got stung by a Ooh. bee. Look, it's still... And it's kind of bigger. I know. I was itching it last night. It yeah. itched, got to itchy. Well, it, when I itch the bee sting, the top of my arm itches as well. So I think I've got some poison in there. Oh, yeah. You, you know what I mean? To, take the arm off. Do you think so? I have to decapitate that arm. No, your arm, you're going to be fine. If I... But the, yeah, yeah, the toxin uh, does. You can't spread around. If, if, I, uh, if I catch COVID from the bee... Know what I mean? What's the deal there? I don't think that's a thing. Oh, and they discovered that you can't catch them from mosquitoes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, mosquitoes love me. I don't know. <laughs> I know what the deal is. So that's not happening. Okay. That's yeah, good. I mean, there's a, there's a possibility. You know, get the, they, they get the blood and then they go to another person. And I always wondered about that. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's sterilizing that uh, but mosquito it's, beetle. But it's been looked at and um, determined not to be a thing. Yellow Nile, or West Nile, hmm. that's a thing. Yellow Nile, that's what the bad journalist, no, it's yellow journalism. <laughs> right, yeah, yellow fits in there somewhere. Yellow fever, I think that's also a mosquito thing. Hmm. And, um, and then uh, malaria. Malaria. So I don't know why the Jesus memes, I really don't know. I love the word malaria. Bad air. I thought it'd be a good name for a girl. Mal malaria. Mal. Call her Mallory. Well, Mallory's a name. Oh, yeah, Mallory is a name. But malaria. Hmm. Well, you'd call her Malaria. Hmm. Malaria Jones. Hmm. And my son Sisyphus. <laughs> is pushing rocks up hills. Sisyphus. Was he the one pushing the rock? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Push the stone up and then it rolled back down the other side, right? Mm -hmm. What a hill. <laughs> What a job. Why was he getting that stone up there anyway? Was the, what was the idea there? They were going to build punishment. something? That it was, was punishment. Just pushing the rock up and then... Yeah. But why, was, what did he do? What did he do? What did Sisyphus do? Did he fuck somebody? I mean, in those stories, that's usually part right. of it. Yeah. But it's usually Zeus, isn't it? Yeah, fuck somebody that Zeus didn't want him to fuck. Which is a sh very short list. Total speculation on my part. I, I can't remember at all what he was being punished for. Huh. Seems, un un drastic. seems unnecessarily cruel. Like the U.S. prison system. Maybe it was necessarily cruel. Huh. Oh, but you know those <coughs> capricious Greek gods. Hmm. Capricious. That'd be a cool name for a kid. It's my son Capricious. <laughs> hey, it makes as much sense as in increased cotton. Oh, no, no. The Mather, increase Mather. I don't know what that means. Okay, well, you, you've heard of Cotton Mather, right? Who? Cotton Mather. I don't know who that is. I know Cotton Fitzsimmons, former coach of the Phoenix Suns. Okay, yeah, well, Cotton Mather, famous uh, Puritan, and his brother Increase. Increase Mather? Yeah. That's so ridiculous. I, right? So. But that's not, those are real people? That makes sense, huh? Those are real people? Oh, yeah, famous. Famous huh. Puritans. Are you, make, are you making fun of my lack of intelligence? I could. But would I? No. Oh, all right. No, I would not. That makes me feel comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Love your shirt. Oh, thanks a lot. This is uh, from my Hawaiian collection. Uh, yeah. The, the Hawaiian collection, huh? Yeah, I like to do a Hawaiian shirt on the weekend. Keep it kind of chill a little bit. So I'm not being facetious at all either. Oh, really? You really don't like or it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I do like it. I do. I do. I thought it was pineapples. If it was pineapples, I would have liked it better. But it's... I, pineapples are—it's too fun. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Too much. I'm not a clown. You know what I mean? Oh, you throw right. pineapples on a shirt. It's Wait like, a minute! I have a pineapple. Shirt. Oh, he—he's going to be goofy. Look, he's got pineapples on his shirt. I have a pineapple shirt. And you probably wear it when you get goofy too. No. I bet you've been goofy you're totally in the shirt. Insulting me right now. Really? Yeah. Hmm. You think Hawaiian shirts are going to make a comeback? Uh, it, it's got a—it's got an uphill battle right now. Yeah. I don't think people like to see other people look too casual. Is that what the Proud Boys I are? Think, you know, they're on just perpetual standby now. <laughs> you know? He's not tweeting. You know, he's, he's, he's incapacitated. He can't tweet. They're standing by and they're standing, they're standing back and they're standing by. Yeah, They right. don't know what to do. Keeping those weapons clean. What do we do? They're cleaning the weapons over and over and over <laughs> again. 
we got to get ready here. We're standing by. They're barely taking breaks to have sex with each other. <laughs> you know? Could get a call any minute. We're minute men. Hurry up, Maynard. <laughs> I don't know why Maynard. Like, I don't know why. You know what I mean? Sounds kind of backwoodsy. It sounds backwoodsy, but if you consider Maynard, uh, Maynard James Keenan from Tool, he's not backwoodsy. That's the only famous Maynard I really know. Well, Maynard G. Krebs. I know, but that's not a real person. Is a beatnik. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so a real person? Totally not. That's not a real person. Yeah, well, no, that's a fictional person. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, Bob Denver's first TV character. Oh, yeah, Bob Denver. Yeah. Whatever happened to him? He's got to be dead. Keep waiting for the shoe to drop on him, huh? He's, he might not be dead. I don't think so. Yeah, right? You know, he thought, oh, I beat that Maynard G. Krebs typecast. Right. And then he Gilligan. Gilligan. Yeah. That one I don't think he beat. Gilligan's is the uh, Norman Bates of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Poor Anthony Perkins. He's like a great actor, right? Accomplished actor, Anthony Perkins. Okay? Kidding. He, he's top of the line any way you would like to measure, Okay. In terms of in terms of sheer talent, right? And okay. you got short shrift. Okay, hey, we got this great role for you. You know, you're the only one that can do it, and it's true. He's the only one that could have done that role. I think that's true. All right, the, the, and very, it's absolutely necessary. That part is necessary. Very complex. Yeah. Made the entire film as scary as Hitchcock the proof wanted of that it. That is the remake. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Here's the problem. <laughs> it's like casting the shark in Jaws. In a buddy comedy, cop <laughs> comedy, it doesn't—you can't see that it's not a shark, and that was the problem with Norman Bates, excuse me, Anthony Perkins, is that uh, he used to go up for casting calls and scare the shit out of everybody. <laughs> you know, holy shit, is Norman! That true? It's true. Norman Bates is here, and they would sit there, and he'd be reading the part, and they'd be staring at him oh. like, "Oh my god!" And then they would start asking him questions about Hitchcock. He couldn't—he couldn't get out of the role. He's so good in these other roles, though. I know, I know. Pretty Poison? Mm. Did you you see that? You name them. Yeah. Uh, you name them, I'll act like I've seen them. Remember my name with Geraldine Chaplin. Geraldine Chaplin. Oh. That's a hairy movie. So that's it. At a certain point, he's like, I give up. That's it. I guess if you need me to play Norman Bates older, I'll, I'll be available. And they did, and actually. They, did, yeah. they had him come back, and, and he, I think he made about 60 grand for that. Um, thanks, Albert Hitchcock. Thanks a lot, Albert. You know? Yeah. Um, which brings us to Gilligan. Brings us to Bob Denver. Full circle to Bob Denver. Yeah, that was it for him. You would be hard-pressed to find a more likable, lovable character ever portrayed on television than Gilligan. Well, honestly, except for Maynard G. Krebs. Aside from the other one he the did. The Crazy Beatnik, yeah. The Crazy Beatnik. You know? He could have sold me anything. You know? Yeah. Tires, insurance. You have to believe him. Anything. Yeah. i have seen him on a commercial I'd have bought that product. There's there's not huh? a, a deceitful, fraudulent bone in his body. But then you throw him into a serious romantic role. We can't, <laughs> we can't get behind it. You know? And let's forget how much he botched up nine and a half weeks. <laughs> you know? The original. Um, oh, is that why they had to remake it? They had to remake it. They had to remake it. <laughs> they couldn't crop out the penis, is what happened. Bob Denver in yeah. nine and a half weeks. Bob Denver in nine and a half weeks. You know? That's why it was never released. It becomes a horror film for Kim Basinger. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Kim, you sinned. Mercy. Be something, huh? <laughs> Bob Denver and Kim Basinger, huh? But uh, Melania really was upset that people are unfairly criticizing child separation at the border. Unfairly criticizing it. Yes. Oh, okay. I rolled my eyes there. I don't know if you heard that on. <laughs> well then stop doing it that's a good idea how about maybe find the kids that went missing how about that that's a good that's a good second yeah, job yeah where, where do you go do. yeah where did she come with that I don't give a shit if it was one kid absolutely find them absolutely there's gotta be some paperwork so she really doesn't care probably not <laughs> you know but again I'm right on the money with her in terms of the Christmas decorations well, how, many, how many Eastern Europeans do you know 
I don't, I don't know, a handful. Are you? I don't have to write their names down, do I? Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. A few. A handful. How many Russians? A couple. I don't know. Maybe I probably know more than I know I know. And I'm, and I'm not saying Russians are bad people. I'm not saying that Why would all. you say that? I wouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's some very fine people. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> They're not sending their best people. <laughs> Look, I've met some Russians, loved them. They were great. Yes. Absolutely great. Uh, there's a thing, there's a kind of a deadpan... You're talking about it young, is what it is kind of thing. You're about, talking about younger Russians. Older Russians love Americans. Really? Love Americans. Okay, these younger Russians, not so much. No, not so much. Yeah. No, no, no. Not so much. They're very severe. <laughs> you got to earn their respect, actually. And then you can, you, which isn't impossible. Hmm. You kind of got to be cool, though. You have to be crazy a little bit, too. Uh, yeah, there is that. Yeah. Russians um, are extreme. They're very extreme people. And the ones I knew would say anything that was on their mind. Right. I mean, what people like about Trump, Russians really are. You hear a lot of feedback from, I have a lot of family and friends in Europe, for example, and you hear a lot of feedback. A lot of them are right wing. Thank God you have Trump. I've heard that from a couple people. Wow. Honestly, like, I don't know what they're being shown on the news over there. Over there, they're being pumped with a lot of anti-immigrant sentiment yeah. because you have the boats coming over with people. So he's anti-immigrant, so I, is that what there you're talking is. about? And Berlusconi was the same way. So, so I think that's why they're identifying with him. Like, they're seeing the boats come in, and they're, they're thinking America doesn't have boats showing up, and therefore Trump was the answer for that. Thank God you have Trump. That way you don't have boats and people showing up. Well, I mean... Right. Not many rafts can make it across the Atlantic. That's either. a good point. Yeah, <laughs> that tends to limit the number of boats that, that, that come over. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I don't know how to explain it to him. Like, no, we're not lucky. We, we are having a big problem over here. Um, uh, right wing, I'm, I'm getting right wing guys who, people I know that were on welfare all eight years Obama was in office who are now working, not making a ton of money, they're pro-Trump people. And what, Because jobs happen? Who the hell knows why? But what they're coming out with today is, uh, what has Biden done in the last 43 years? That was from the debate. Remember, Trump said that in the debate? Now, 47 years. 47 years. Now they're parroting it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's he done for the last... Well, that was already a right-wing talking point. Yeah. I think it was a meme. Yeah, it's What's getting, he done in 47 years? What's he done in 47 absolutely years? Absolutely ridiculous, yeah. you know, posit. But, right. Um, one, he's done plenty. Well, someone had posted about the, the negative tr the comments Trump has made. There's a whole laundry list of them about women. I mean, we're not going to go through them. There's a ton of them. Yeah. Know, where you can grab them, this and that. Yeah, right, sure, sure, sure. Uh, and an Thousands. argument, I was, I was kind of purveying this argument that was happening, looking, looking over this and... Uh, you know, they were coming back saying they had some quotes that uh, Biden had said in 1974, 74, the quote was from Biden saying something about Social Security, something negative about Social Security. Right. OK. If the, 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 the quote is from how many years ago at this point? Yeah. 44 years ago, uh, 46 years ago, the quote happened. So the response to something Trump just said is, yeah, but. Look what Biden said 43 years ago. Yeah, the, the what about. Now, how do you approach logically someone that's, that's arguing this? Like, so words are not important unless they happened four decades ago. That, that's, the, that's the logic here? No. Trump's words are not important. They're as important now, even though they were said 43 years ago. They're just as important now, even though they were said 43 years ago, but what Trump well, just said it, is not important. The fallacy is that they represent the man now, and they just clearly do well, not. The fallacy is that that's an argument to shoot down something Trump just said. Yeah, right. <laughs> just said. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Not when he was in Andover. Oh, that was uh, Bush Sr. I, I keep sending people to Andover. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't think I know the Andover. I think he went to school at Andover. Oh, okay. Bush. Yeah. Regardless, I don't. Yeah, that's no. That the whole thing about uh, yeah. 
It's like, that doesn't count, but here's your guy doing the same thing from decades ago. So, um, it's, so does it count I, yeah, or not? I, I consider that um, a valid criticism. Uh, his work on the crime, 1995 crime bill, that was, an, that was atrocious. Absolutely. That, um, it was an anti-crime bill that wound up putting a lot of new people in prison. Sure. Many of them people of color. Sure. Um, it was misguided in every way. It built prisons. Uh, it you know, built prisons. What that was, though, was Clinton kind of trying to appeal to the right wing. Okay. That's what that was. Well, he's still guilty. Totally guilty. Totally guilty. Clinton. Well, so, well, okay, let, let me just, I never voted for the man once. I voted for him twice. I never voted for him once. I, I mean, I abstained from voting one year, and then I think I wrote in Jerry Brown another year. Oh, okay. And um, as soon as he held that saxophone, I was done. I'm like, I want a president that can play an instrument. You know I mean? I, actually, that did raise my, but not enough for me to actually vote for him. I was um, like, that's the coolest president ever. You know? Can you imagine? Um, Goes out on the Arsenio Hall show with a saxophone, jams. I knew this was a Southern Democrat, that he's way too conservative for me, and so there was that. Did you ever see Primary Colors? Yeah. The, sh the movie from the yeah, anonymous yeah. book. Yeah, who, who was the president? Uh, Travolta, John Travolta. Oh, God, yeah, yes. He was great as Clinton. A he good was, John Travolta was, movie, finally. I, was I, I, we were trying to think of that the other day. Couldn't come up with anything. Huh. Except for, well, Pulp Fiction, but... That doesn't count. But uh, that is a tough one, though. A, a good role that Travolta did. Huh. Yeah. Well, you know, they went after him on purpose. You Ooh. know? Uh, Hollywood. Oh, Travolta? Think. Yeah, a little bit. They got jealous. Because <clears throat> he was too cool. Yeah. They don't right. like it. When they create something that's supposed to be cool and it, and it actually works, they don't like that. From Room 222 or whatever, whatever it was. Was that TV show that he was, came up in? I know Mr. Cotter. That one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back, Cotter. Yeah. Room 222. That's the uh, Stephen Johnny King. Johnny Depp? No, that Room 222 is the thing about uh, the Stephen King thing, The Shining. Room 234 oh, or something. Jesus. Okay. So, you know, yeah, uh, I was way off on that one. I was Kub thinking of the other one. Then. You know, Kubrick uh, tells the truth about the moon landing and the shining. Have you seen that document? Oh, yeah. Have you seen that documentary? Oh, yeah. There's the all truth? kind of. That we'd never went to the moon. <laughs> <Yeah. Well, laughs> and that Kubrick filmed it? Well, that, yeah. It was something like that, too. Yeah. He was kind of showing the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so what I heard was that we. That they got. Kubrick to fake the moon landing, mm -hmm. but he was such a stickler for you know perfection that he actually went to the moon. He to made it. He took the whole <laughs> took the whole thing to the moon to, to, to film the fake properly. That that's that's so Stanley. Right. <laughs> he would do that. You know we need these we we need more buxomy women working the control room here. <laughs> Stanley, we can't do that. It's not one of your films. Well. Um, I when I watched A Clockwork Orange, I felt violated by the film. Oh, right. I felt uncomfortable when the film was over. I felt like something had happened to me mentally from the watching it. Glorification and in torture. I and... don't know. It ruined Beethoven for me. It ruined a lot of things for me. Well, there's the punishment principle. Well, I guess that's the punishment <laughs> aspect. <there. laughs> uh, right. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I know what you're saying, and I felt a little bit like that myself. A little bit. Am I? Why do I like this movie so much? You know, I mean, I do, I do. I, I think it's a brilliant movie, and sure. And I had read the book beforehand. Mm. Okay. And um, I thought it was a brilliant realization. Okay. And um, and the movie was just so enjoyable in so many ways. And horrific. Malcolm and horrific. Malcolm McDowell. My oh, there's God. another uh, Anthony Perkins. Malcolm McDowell to some I'm extent. I'm not so sure. Yeah, after that, what's he do? Ah, He's Caligula. Saturday morning bad guys. Well, I mean, they they he was perfect for Caligula. You know what I mean? There yeah, couldn't have been another one. He he really was. In fact, um, A Clockwork Orange ends up being like a uh, like a, a soft read for. Uh, Caligula, kind of, like, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? That, that was like a. But so know. that was Gerard Dam Damiano. Yeah. Uh, porn. 
producer. Oh, I see. He made The Devil of Miss Jones. Let me make a serious film. Yeah, the serious is porn. Serious film, yeah. yeah. And of course, it's ridiculous. Right. It's a horrible movie in every way. But I guess Malcolm McDowell did it in one take. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I heard. It looks like it. Yeah, it really looks like he needed no direction at all in that movie. Malcolm um, McDowell was Caligula. Didn't Caligula... He seemed like he was in his element. Did Caligula <laughs> really marry his horse? I don't know. <laughs> so the story goes. Well, the one I always get back to is they're all at a they're all at a banquet, and Caligula starts just laughing for no reason out of turn. All right. And they're like, "Sire, why? Movie, yeah, Sire, yeah. why are you laughing?" He's like, "It just occurred to me that I could just say the word and have all your throats cut straight away." Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And how do you take that? Yeah. Like, ha ha. Oh. Okay. More hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> oh, let's bring out the good wine. Good times, huh? Uh, you could call it that. That's what they thought. So Melania hates Christmas. And... As we all do. And criticism of child separation. We have to part company with her there, but <laughs> yeah. Good times, though, huh? So let's see what happens. You know, he got moved into moderate. Well, hey, I was feeling sorry for her, kind of, you know, the winding mm. up in the White House. She didn't really want to be there. Right. And, with this guy. And, right. This was not what she signed up for. So, thankfully, I, I don't have to feel sorry for her anymore. Because she has coronavirus? No. Oh. Because she's kind of a dick. Oh, okay. Because of the Christmas thing? Not the Christmas thing. The child separation thing. Oh, yeah. Thing. The child separation thing. <laughs> mm. um, and, and she did it in such a way that it sounded like she, she was drinking the Kool-Aid. You know, the, the, Fox, mm. the Fox News line on it. You think she'll ever have her own TV show? <laughs> you know, Melania and Friends wow. on Fox. Like a little panel discussion. Uh, what's Fox going to do when, when, you know, when Biden comes in? The same thing they were doing for eight years of Obama. They just, they, in fact, a, a lot of the same stuff you'll hear. Biden will be easier, too. I think Biden will be easier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, easier. <laughs> <laughs> this should be a fun eight years, though, coming up, I think. <laughs> Assuming any of us survive. Assuming he survives. Right. I mean, what's he, 74? 82 at the end of eight, eight years? Yeah. You know this has got to be stressful. I mean, we might be into an era of one-term presidents. For a while, yeah. We've got to be careful, though. We don't want to get this yo-yo going. Where we where we swing violently one way and then violently the other way and then vi- because that's how you end up. See, that's how you get ants. Well, here's the thing, you that too. Trump is not Hitler, okay? He is not a polished enough politician. Well, he's not. He's okay, not, so Hitler was a doofus. He's not articulate enough. Hitler was a doofus, but he's tons more articulate than. I that's mean, the thing. Have you ever tried to read Mein Kampf? Uh, not legally. It's a slog. Okay. It's a slog. It's slog through it. Can you imagine Trump even at that level of literacy? Of course. Exactly. Well, this is my point. We, if, we, if we keep going violently one way, violently the other, the next time we come back to the right, we might actually end up with a guy who is a polished politician and a fascist. And a, you see what I'm saying? You can't keep setting the table each time. He wasn't the right guy this time for them. Well, no. I mean, because he is the fascist. He's not ideologue enough to be I think fascist. they are making their move because they know that all of these millennial, all these 18-year-olds are about to come in, and this is the last best chance for this Absolutely. right now. Young people tend, they're, well, this new generation coming up is right. a lot more motivated than any generation I've seen since the 60s. Right. These whippersnappers. Yeah. My point is, if we go four years of Biden, and then it swings back crazy the other way, who the hell knows who we end up with? You might get somebody dangerous in there. Well, I somebody think that, that knows how to the play the game. The next Republican will be a moderate. Let's see. And, um, but I, I think, I think Democrats have it for a little while. Um, Biden for one term, Kamala Harris. Hmm. They're grooming her. You think she takes over? They're grooming right. her, and right. I, I'm not really happy about that. I want. I I want a good progressive in which we don't know about her. 
Well, okay. maybe her maybe her VP selection. But I think the party's moving in that direction. Absolutely. The country's moving in that direction. That's the point. Yeah. That's the people are moving in that direction. Right. And the party, if they're going to take advantage of that, has to play up to it. Quickly. And they will. Quickly. They will. Well, we're going to have... What, yeah. I mean, we've, we've, de- we've predicted the demise of the Republican Party most of my life. Yeah. Um, it was a comeback when, when, I mean, after Nixon. Right. It's done. It's done. And then landslide Reagan. Hmm. Um, and, uh, and then it was done, well, I guess, yeah, after Bush. The Bush administration, the, uh, the second Bush administration, hmm. was such a disaster. Right. We were finished. We were, the Republican Party was finished. Should be finished, right? Except we swung too far to the left for them. With Obama? With Obama. A centrist? Obama was a centrist, but Obama's Obama. They couldn't handle that. Well, he was a black man. All right, so what happened two years after that? Tea Party, right? Oh, yeah, right. All right, that's the, that's the response. Lost Congress. That's the response. We lost Congress. Tea Party brings us Trump. All right, so we have the swing back in this direction, right? And now here we are. We're about to sweep the houses. We're about to kick them out of office, you know? New progressive deal, boom. So then you'll have the backlash, you know. Uh, it's a dangerous game. But it's a game that might not be a losing game for us because so many of those 18-year-olds coming in are likely to be progressive voters. Um, you know, you, and you can, you can say, you can talk about the pendulum swing. What you can't talk about is when, that, when it's going to swing. That's right. what's hard to predict. It's right. going to swing. Right. But where will it, will it swing to? When will that happen? Whew. I mean, and everybody gets that. Wrong. Look, the pomp and all the pomp and circumstance, circumcision of all of this. <laughs> um, you know, My favorite. I mean, lost in all this though is the fact that one in six privately owned businesses has closed its doors forever at this point, and there's no end in sight for that. Yeah. Um, mass evictions, mass foreclosures. Um, you know, these things are waiting. You know, this, this legislation... This is a new social reality that requires new social programs, new social solutions. And the funny thing is I'm hearing actual liberals give the administration credit for these amnesties on, on uh, eviction foreclosure, extending these am- amnesties. What needs to be noted here is that <laughs> this money is still owed. Mm-hmm. When you get an amnesty on this and you don't have to pay your mortgage for six months... When that amnesty is lifted, it's it's a postponement. That money is. is due. Yeah. So this is only a postponement. This amnesty for eviction and for foreclosure. Um, how do you how do you reopen business? How do you? So I am so angry. I could spit cotton. I could spit cotton. At, Think about uh, that. At Republicans in. Uh, in the Senate, basically, well, and in the House, but that have, we need this stimulus so bad. Mm. People are hurting. 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 They took a month off before. Yeah. Right. And, and it's, it's the, it's the Republicans that are, you know, they yes. keep, oh, the, the Democrats won't, you know, sign this bill, you know. Well, that's because it's a bullshit bill that's helping nobody. $1,200. Twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, right. Please. Since March. Yeah. 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 We're all right. It's a trillion bucks. But hey, what do you do when you go to war? This is war. They cut. They cut trillions to the Federal Reserve. Yeah. No, one, no one said a word. Yeah. Yeah. They cut. They cut trillions to the banks. Nobody said a word. You know. Now it's time to give us money, and now we're, now we're we're. And you were the assholes that did two absolutely unnecessary wars on a credit card. On a credit card. And you're going to balk at giving American people who are dying yes. $1,200. And how are you going to go into the polls and vote for more of that? That's what I don't understand. I don't get that. that I I'll don't. never get it. How do you be a Republican at this point? But, but, like you're going to go, especially if you're struggling in any way. In any way. Knowing that he paid $750 in taxes and didn't pay at all in 10 of the 15 years. And you're struggling. You're going to go in and vote for that for a strong economy. You need a strong stock market. Is that what you need? 
you know? Well, I mean, look at, look at states like Alabama, Louisiana, that have high uh, welfare costs. Well, look at Kentucky, yeah. Yeah, high welfare costs, and yet these people are voting for Republicans. Kentucky, for every dollar Kentucky, the state of Kentucky pays in tax, they receive $2.13 in benefits. <laughs> that's a welfare state. Yeah, and right. that's a state that is going to vote Republican. Yeah. I don't know, maybe. But how are you, how are you voting? I don't know. I, I don't get that. Like, you're, you're trying you, to take your social You're anti-welfare. You're, you're anti trying to take your food stamps. Yeah. You know, what are you doing? Right. He's sitting getting free health care right now, the best in the world, for free. Well, we, 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 we paid for it. He didn't pay for it. No. 750 in taxes. We're paying for it. Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, he's got lawyers, lawyers in Congress right now, trying to strip millions of people of their health care. Right. And... And he's paying um, he's paying hundreds of hundreds of thousands of dollars to strippers. Talking about strip um, to strippers, to strippers to strippers to keep quiet about affairs. Yeah. Well, right. When was so that you know what it was? It's David Burns' fault. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm willing to hear this. People took him at his word when he put out that album. Stop making sense. Oh, okay. And they did. And they did. God, they were great, weren't they? <laughs> what, the talking heads? Yeah. I completely agree. Man, oh man, they were great. First song I ever heard, Psycho Killer, that I, you know, Psycho Killer. For me, it's uh, not, uh, Nothing But Flowers. Oh, really? That's the one for me. You know okay. what I mean? Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, their first song was Psycho Killer. Oh, okay. Got the airwaves. I don't know, that's like 75. Mm. Sure. like that. Oh, this is the band for me. Mm. I mean, they come up at the same time as The Cramps. Okay. I mean, New York, 75. New York, 75. Yeah. New York, 75. <laughs> City of New York. Television. I don't know. Tom Berlane, Richard Hell. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. Are you, what are you saying to me? Is that a Talking Heads album? No, 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 no. Oh. That's another one of these 1975 New York bands. Oh, okay. Art rock, it's so like, edgy. You know, like 20 bands doing the same thing, pretty much. Not the same thing at all. Mm. They are all very different from each other, and yet... They were mining this kind of brand new territory. You ever see? Rock. I, I've I've told you a million times to watch the documentary Hype, H Y P E with an exclamation point. You never told me that. Yes, before. I did a million times. You million never, times. Okay. Uh, go back, look at the archives, look at the shows, look at past shows. Please, I've people, mentioned it. Do that. Episode three. Tell me who's right. Episode three. Um, no, it's about uh, it's with archival footage shot completely, and it's the rise and fall of the Seattle music scene, grunge. From the impetus, from the very beginning. I saw this movie. It's no, great. you didn't. It's great. You never saw it. I did see it. It's great. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I, because I'm not a huge fan of grunge. Doesn't matter. It's that's about history. Oh, oh right, exactly. Exactly. No, I, I'm with you on that. I'm not a huge fan of baseball either. I love Ken Burns' baseball series. Mm. So yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. And it's an interesting scene, the Northwest. Grunge oh yeah. Scene, you know, I mean. Um, and one of my all-time favorite songs is Smells Like Teen Spirit. So mm. there's that. Well, in that hype, they had the first ever live performance of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh, Jesus. First time ever performed live. A little club in Seattle. Okay. Now, and now none of the lyrics that. were the same. It all had different lyrics when they first wrote it. But no mosquito, no libido. None of that. Yeah, it was all, <laughs> the music was exactly the same. The words were totally different. And it was good. It was the I'm same. I'm remembering that. I'm, I'm going to have to revisit this. And it's Maybe like, na, 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 na. like he's real goofy with it. <laughs> it's really great, though. And you can see the crowd just, by the time that was over, you could see like a scene had been born almost. Very interesting. Uh, right. But I, you, you should know, watch that. Soundgarden. You should watch it. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. <laughs> then you get these, they're just, in, in Europe, they're just putting a sticker on something that says Seattle. That's it. The sticker <laughs> just says Seattle. <clears throat> and I remember when uh, they were trying to say that San Diego was the next Seattle. Oh, that would have been great. Seattle wasn't even the next Seattle. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Seattle was the next Memphis. And of course, it wasn't that. Well, I think it was because of Stone Temple Pilots. Hmm. San Diego's the next Seattle. Oh, right. Well, you know, uh, Pearl Jam originally from San Diego. Well, Eddie Vedder. Eddie is, Vedder. Yeah. yeah. No, I, he, was a, he was a fan of ours. Oh, wow. Eddie Vedder used to come to Penetrator shows. Wow. And knows Gary and our lead singer. And, and 
Yeah, he was a big fan. Uh, our, In fact, he credits Gary with making him want to be a singer. My dog, Cornelius, another puppy from that litter, went to Dave Abertzese, the original drummer from Pearl Jam, who was on 10, ah, okay. but then left after 10. Okay. Right. Good move. Or was he on verse also? No, I think he was just on 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a bunch of lawsuits, and he used to have a big Escalade, big Cadillac Escalade. Oh, okay. And the bumper sticker said, Bush is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good because we're Eddie Vedder's like, a great guy. I love Eddie Vedder. Super great guy. I've sure. talked to him, he's a great guy. Um, just Pearl Jam. You don't like the band, huh? <laughs> I don't like the band. That's what uh, Kurt Cobain said. Said, don't, I don't, don't have like, a problem with them. We just don't like their band. Because <laughs> someone asked him, do you guys have a problem with Pearl Jam? No, they're great. We just don't like their band. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay. <laughs> and I feel like... You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's Stone Temple Pilots. Is it? Yeah, no, you're doing no, Plush. No, Jeremy. Oh, that's right. And mm. Alive and all that stuff. Yeah, that, all the songs from that album, actually. <laughs> but Vitology was excellent. Okay. Um... um all right, whatever. I, rec- I have it, actually. Vitology uh, mm-hmm. is terrific. I, can't, I don't know. That's if a I punk record. It. Except for Daughter. <laughs> 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 I think that's why people don't respect them, is because every album they did, they had like two or three radio friendly. Uh, Cobain used to call them radio friendly unit shifters. In fact, he had a song on one of his albums called "Radio Radio Friendly Unit Moving Shifter." Units. Exactly. Yeah. So that that was his not his criticism of Pearl Jam that it was cynical that two or three tracks on each album were made for radio, made for ma- mass I consumption. That's ideological. I, I, it is ideological. It's the music itself that just makes my skin crawl. What about the, when they paired up with Neil Young for Merkin Ball? That was excellent. Neil Young and I'd have to listen to that. Pearl Jam is Neil Young just Love from a different time. Neil Young. Well, that's Eddie Vedder. It's just from a different deal. Well, that's kind of true. It's kind of true. It's just that the music didn't. I know, but it's suit. from a different time. There was so much. There was so much commodity corporization, corporatization. It was a. There was. It was I a product. It was more of a product. I'd have to revisit it, but I don't think I liked the collaboration. You don't. You didn't like. Neil Young sitting in with Pearl Jam for I Got Id? I'd have to revisit it. I can't even think what that sounds like. I the, don't think the I B-side from that album. it at the time. God though. damn it. The B-side from that album was on uh, that movie where uh, Sean Penn gets executed. What's the one? Susan Sarandon's the, the uh, priestess? None. How do you say it? None. <laughs> Dead Man Walking. Oh, right. Right, 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 right. 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 Yeah. Um, really? Yeah, really. That wasn't a great movie. You didn't like that movie? No, not much. Huh. I mean, I... Is it Sean Penn? It wasn't horrible. Sean Penn's just really oh, no, annoying. No, 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 was the plot. It was the story. Mm-hmm. Just dour. Because every time I see Sean pointless. Penn, I'm like, that's Sean Penn. <laughs> like, do you remember Hurley Burley? Do you remember that? That's a great movie. You see Hurley you Burley? Fast Times at Ridgemont okay. High? Put this at the very top of your list. Hurley Burley. I don't remember. Okay. Sean Penn and Kevin Spacey playing Hollywood producers who are cocaine addicts. Oh, okay. Gary Shandling, Shandling playing another God, sounds producer, uh, also a cocaine addict. <laughs> uh, it's just crazy. Uh, who else? Anna Paquin is in it, I think, briefly. Damn. Yeah, as this pro- uh, homeless girl who's just hanging out in the elevator in Gary Shandling's building. And then Gary Shandling takes him and give- gives her to those guys hey i figure you guys are lonely guys so <laughs> you know like what are we supposed to do with her well i don't know you know if she doesn't work take her back to the manufacturer <laughs> you know i already tried her one time she works fine you know you gotta see this movie um hurly burly yeah 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 hurly <laughs> burly hurly burly and that, that this sounds, is for people it sounds so good it's so good <laughs> it's so good i mean you get the sense that sean penn's playing himself and, Gar- and, and Kevin Spacey's playing himself. Right, right. And Robin Wright Penn is in it also. Whoa. And she's terrific, too. So I like her anyway. You really will like her. Because they were still married at that point, yeah. but almost not married. Right. And you can really see it in the film, too. Well, so, yeah. Because the they're breaking wide, up in the film. Eyes wide shut. Very eyes wide shut-ish. <laughs> oh, Meg Ryan is in it. As oh, a, gee. Has a cameo as a prostitute in the film. Oh, yeah. 
Hurley Burley. Hey, Chaz Palmateri's in it too. But Gary Shandling is so fucking funny. First of all, Gary Shandling is hilarious. He anyway. is funny. Uh, the what was that show he did that was so good? Yeah, um, um, I can't remember because I remember like, that show on TV, HBO. I did. I did manage to the Larry Sanders one. show. Yes, that's <laughs> it. That's it. it. That's I right. did manage to see a few episodes of that as well. Which was like Curb Your Enthusiasm before Curb, kind of. <laughs> Celebrities playing themselves. I guess this show's finished, right? We're done. Are we done with this? Have we tortured people enough? We're talking enough? movies now, yeah. I mean, we're supposed to be talking about the news, you know, okay. politics. There's some serious issues. We've totally abdicated our responsibility to our audience. I have my new t-shirt. Medicare for All, it's a guy with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Industrial.net. Yeah. Oh, by the way. Industrial. Industrial. Industrial.net. Oh, I'm, I'm glad Morgan is in studio right now. Morgan Miller, the third... Fantastic graphic artist, comic book entrepreneur. Uh, 2020. What would you say? Uh, Morgan Miller has put together a collection of drawings he's done inspired by the events of this year. Um, right, as they occurred. As they occurred. He's, draw- uh, he's pumping out these drawings. Artist interpretation. It became this book. It, be- it took on a life of its own. What started as a as a... Just a fun project has, has become... An observation of the coronavirus. Absolutely. And, and then the protests over George Lloyd uh, starts. And everything. So, everything. It's all in there, okay, folks. Definitely seek this seek this out. Uh, the title of the book is... Uh, 2020. It's almost all sold out. The title of the book is... doesn't matter if it's already sold out. I happen to purchase... Check out my website. Check out morganmiller.com. Or Morgan the Third. Morgan the Third dot com. Uh, from, three. With a three. With three. With a, the number and three and or with the three. Then you can oh, see okay. some of these these drawings, these fabulous drawings. Anyway, get okay. yourself a copy. Find a copy. If you can't get a copy, find a copy. Uh, you can't have you can't have my copy. Right. Um, I have a copy for James that I'm going to give. Oh I man! Will, I will buy that from you. You don't get it. Well, I want to keep one to read and one to sell. <laughs> so, um, I'm so pleased that uh, that because I, I, you know, well, it's, you know, we don't promote a lot of stuff on this show. It's Fifty bucks, so it's a, that's something that would be a little dear to me, you know. So, well, it's near and dear. Yeah. Um, so he's gonna give me one. That's so good. That's so good. Okay. And well, that's great because well, you might have to find somebody though and uh, extort them on, to get one. But get definitely, one. you know. You come across artists from time to time that definitely capture, I think, the moment. You know what I mean? So. So this is a uh, a second because I didn't print the. Oh, I am so pleased. Oh, good. I am so go. pleased. Thank you so there much. You go. And, yes. Um, yeah, maybe we'll have the uh, picture of the cover as the uh, photo for this show. I like it. So oh, people yeah. can see it. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Definitely. Well, of course, it's so t- tiny on the website. You know, but. our job, I think, James, is to cut through the minutia, get to the truth, the heart of the matter, okay? All right. We like to support art that does this as well, Yeah. I think. We've and, redeemed uh, ourselves. I think we've redeemed show. ourselves. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. James, thank you. Uh, thank you, Dave. And thank you, Morgan. And thank you to Morgan Miller III for coming in studio. And uh, have a great weekend, everybody.